Hello, everyone. This is Amy Zirkel, and you're listening to Transaction Trending. On this episode, we're joined by Dimitri Akron, president and founder of Iris CRM, a customer relationship management platform for the ISO channel. Dimitri shares his views on building his organization, the evolution of technology for the payment sales channel, and his principles of leadership. So let's take a listen. Well, Dimitri, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Transaction Trending. Uh, I'd love to start the episode with just a little bit of, of background on you and your career. So if you would just kindly indulge uh, myself and our listeners, can you take us through your career in the payments industry? Sure, Amy. So my name is Dimitri Akron. I am the president and founder of Iris CRM. I've been in the payments industry for nearly two decades. I actually started in the payments industry in the late 90s. I started my career in payments as the third person hired for a small ISO in New York as an appointment setter. And I worked through the ranks to graduate to being a sales rep where I was physically meeting with the merchants face-to-face to have them sign up for the ISO's services. After doing that for a couple of years, I became a sub-ISO under a larger ISO that was previously known as Charge Card Systems. And then I went on to start my own ISO in 2006, which was registered with First Data and also worked with NPC. So that's kind of where the idea for Iris CRM stemmed from, where we needed to fill a gap and there was no solution on the market, which allowed us to work with multiple acquirers from within a single system. So we checked the marketplace and there wasn't anything available remotely close. So we needed to have something in-house to let us manage our ISO working with two processes. So that's where the idea kind of started and stemmed. And in in 2010 is when Iris CRM became its own company as the go-to market solution for ISOs that want to work with multiple processors seamlessly and transparently. So my experience of doing every task in the merchant acquisition process has helped to understand the nuances that our ISO clients go through every day in supporting the merchant services industry and then translate those requirements into IT developer-facing specifications to create the product known as Iris CRM today. Wow. I I didn't realize you really, you sort of, you've grown up in the ISO sales channel world. So you've witnessed some pretty significant transformations. So you, so you founded Iris CRM um, about a decade ago, developing a, a, a specific solution. Can you, can you share a little bit about the, the, the solution or the problem you were seeking um, to solve that really led to the creation of Iris CRM? Yeah, sure, Amy. So Iris CRM actually solves multiple big problems, and we create solutions uh, for top-level issues that ISOs face every day and every month. So the number one challenge that ISOs face and Iris solves is calculating residuals. So most ISOs and agents today are working with multiple processors and wholesale ISOs, and managing those residual reports is actually getting exponentially more difficult. So imagine, for example, a processor adds a new column to their report. Someone has to go in and fix and test the calculations, which they have done for probably months and months before without any issues, 
in order to test a new column. And that's extremely time consuming because this is dealing with people's money, right? It has to be correct. So our residuals module in IRCRM is the number one most used feature because we streamline calculating and paying residuals in minutes instead of days for over 50 different processor reports out of the box. So we take on essentially the heavy lifting of managing the column updates and any types of calculations for a variety of payment structures that ISOs use to pay downstream to their agents. So the residuals module is huge and it also ties in with our PIA ACH integration. So if one of our clients has a PIA merchant account, they can actually ACH credit their agents and pay them directly through the system, not just calculate the payouts. So the second thing which we solve as a very important challenge is addressing the day-to-day portfolio reporting of ISOs and, and agents that they use to manage their portfolios. So every day, ISOs, they check their processing volume along with their coffee. So they wake up, figure nine o'clock, they show up and start their day, they have their coffee, they're looking at IRIS and see what are the processing trends from yesterday until today to be able to A, identify any problems and any issues with any stop processing merchants or any issues such as risk holds um, and other things that might be going on, but also to predict their revenue for the next month. So if they can say, okay, well, if I process a million dollars a day from today to tomorrow, I know that my residuals are going to calculate as X. So it really keeps ISOs and agents with the pulse of what is happening with their portfolio automatically. So the way that this is actually accomplished is IRS CRM has data transfer agreements with processors and super ISOs to be able to receive and display the daily processing information on a daily basis. So that information includes daily deposits, transactions, merchant account demographics, retrievals, chargebacks, and on a monthly basis, we receive the PDF statements. So that is a big, big help. Another solution that we provide, which is also a top pillar feature is our proprietary system called TurboApp. So TurboApp is Iris CRM's merchant onboarding module, which integrates with First Data Omaha, First Data North, Tesis, WorldPay, PaySafe, and others for boarding new merchant accounts and then receive underwriting status updates automatically. So TurboApp is used by both wholesale and retail ISOs to board merchants twice as fast as using native processor boarding tools. And TurboApp actually supports our e-signature process with sending out applications either to multiple owners or one owner and having that data flow back into the CRM automatically, which ultimately reduces a lot of data entry potential mistakes when compared to manual onboarding processes, which are pretty error prone. So our clients are often not very tech savvy and the needs solved by our software allow ISOs to be far more competitive than non-ISO clients of IRS CRM, uh, which are still performing repetitive tasks throughout multiple systems on a daily basis. Wow. Dimitri, it's truly impressive. I, I, I confess I, I was not aware of the, the depth, the detail, the, the complexity, the scope of all that IRIS CRM does. And without a doubt, uh, technology rides at the heart of that. So as a business leader, we know um, the, the vital role that technology is really playing, particularly in the evolving sales channel as a, as a, as a driver, as an enabler for, for new solutions and designing uh, and refining strategy. So 
we see growth of new business models, certainly within the payment space. We hear talk, you can read it in trade press, endlessly on the role of payment facilitators, ISVs, and the like, and their presence is being felt in the market as evidenced through market share. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, sort of the, the principles of of customer relationship management, which is at the heart of, of Iris CRM, and, and how that's changed in these new models or how the potential for change in new models for payments. Okay, yeah, sure. That's actually a great question. And I'm a big believer in instant support and self-service support whenever possible. So yes, definitely the model of providing support has changed. And I actually believe that ISOs have an edge if they choose to take advantage of the tools that are available to them. So for example, PayPal, Square, Stripe, you know, the big, big aggregators, payment facilitators that everybody knows, they offer help desk ticketing systems for a merchant to send an inquiry. The issue is that submitting an online ticket to these companies often feels like a black hole and creates a lot of stress for the merchant, especially when these tickets are dealing with chargebacks and let's say funds being held as inquiries. So I heard from merchants that waiting for a response from these giants often feels like crossing your fingers and hoping for the best, which is not acceptable. So merchants actually want to be self-sufficient and they want to submit their own tickets and they want to see familiar faces and names that are, they're interacting with. So the way we solve for all of those and arm our IRS CRM clients with the ability to have the edge is to allow merchants to submit their own tickets through IRIS into the client site by logging in or using our mobile app and also receive updates by email as their tickets progress from new to resolved with all of the comments being able to be managed and responded to using strictly email without the merchant actually needing to be logged into the system. Wow, that's pretty significant. Thank you. So, a lot of work. I, I, no doubt, no doubt. So let's let's talk about that work. Let's talk about the work that you've done masterfully as a, as a leader. So Iris CRM is a growing organization, certainly as evidenced by the products and solutions you're bringing to market and keeping pace with change in the market. What's your guiding principle as a leader? You're guiding you know, the key tenets for you um, that you embrace, embody, and manifest for leadership? Yeah, so I actually have three guiding principles, Amy, which are quality, instant support, and perseverance. And those three qualities, quality, instant support, and perseverance are what every new person coming into the company are trained on from their perspective, regardless of what their role is. Okay, so having done every part of the merchant acquisition process myself, also merchant support, agent compensation processes, and knowing how hard it is for ISOs and agents to get the leads that they're working and then turn them into merchants and then provide service so that they actually stick with you, those are all important pieces which play into it. So everyone in the company has to deliver quality from developers to support. So let me give you an example of the quality principle from a developer standpoint. So our company policy is that our developers must work on incidents before working on new features. So an incident is a bug. So it could be something extremely tiny or it could be something very large. And we own those bugs 
because it's really important for the quality of our software. And one major thing is that if there's one person experiencing a bug, everybody's experiencing a bug. So how do we deliver a world-class software? We make it a policy that every day our developers must spend the first two hours and the last two hours of the day working on incidents. So if there are bugs assigned to a particular developer, they must be addressed before moving on to new features. If there are no incidents assigned, great, then it's just a new feature that's being worked on all day. But if there are bugs, they definitely take precedence. So fix the bugs. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a bumper sticker. But 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 it's true because that's what's going to deliver the long-standing role of quality. Exactly. But I love I love that element of perseverance of of moving things forward, carrying on, being relentless in in what in what you're doing and what you're assigned in your role and uh, sort of building out the solution or designing a new product. With, with quality and, and instant support as, as elements of that. Dimitri, Iris CRM has, has grown incredibly, and we at ETA are, are so proud and really honored to have your company as members and longstanding supporters of, of ETA as an association. And of course, um, Transact, which is our flagship conference. Uh, which we're very excited about coming up here at the end of the end of April. Can 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 you share with us a sneak preview of what we can anticipate from Iris CRM at Transact this year? Sure, Amy. So it's actually very exciting and humbling to think that this little company from Brooklyn, New York, has done so much in the last ten years with pioneering this software marketplace to interconnect processors and ISOs. You know, our team is really incredible. So as far as new things that are here uh, and that are coming, last week we released our mobile applications for the Apple and Android platforms. So everybody can go ahead and log into the app stores and the applications are live and they can do all of the great things that they're used to within the system directly from the application while on the go. But the thing that I would say is really interesting and exciting that we're working on is the ability to transfer data between clients. We're calling it our inter-client data transfer project. So the use case for the inter-client data transfer project is let's say there's an ISO, for example, SignaPay, who has thousands of merchants as a client of Iris, and SignaPay has client A with 100 merchants in, of their portfolio, which is a separate client of Iris, then there's another separate client B, which has 2,000 merchants as part of SignaPay's portfolio. And then there's another client C, which is another client of Iris, which has 500 merchants within the SignaPay portfolio. So with this project, SignaPay's admins will be able to log in into their site and quickly configure the ability to transfer only those specific merchants assigned to a user within their site to another specific client site and a user in that system. What that'll do once it's configured is Iris will then automatically transfer data from SignaPay's site to any of their agents or ISO sites with a specific mix of merchants that are assigned to that user. So that's the really good news. And this is a data transfer process, which is going to be giving the ability to send data from multiple original data sources, such as Pieces, First Data, WorldPay, PaySafe, or any other supported Iris integrations. Oh my goodness, that's quite exciting. 
Something I'm sure you're I'm extraordinarily proud of as you as you take your organization to the next level and really, again, sort of what started, um, you know, as, as ten years ago has grown so so significantly, Dimitri. It's really it's really quite quite amazing and impressive. So. With that, will you indulge me for a moment? I hope you will. Um, but one of the things we, we do here at Transaction Trending is what we call parting perspectives. They're just some three quick questions to help our audience get to know a little bit more about you. So I hope you will indulge me. All right, I'll try. <laughs> so with that, what was your first job? And it, it doesn't have to be the first payments job what was the first right. first job you ever had so my first job in high school was raising donations for police and firefighting firefighter charities on the phone i was that guy that was probably calling <laughs> you at home and you know, calling people's grandmothers and asking them for a 15 dollars pledge if we can count on them and i am extremely <laughs> grateful for that experience because it is what led me to the ability to make appointments in payments i call that my uh telesales training wheel segment of my life right right i mean you you were yeah right you kind of got over whatever qualms or or any pause you had and just picked up the phone and dialed and went for it yep okay so we're talking payments what was the last thing you bought with cash oh wow so the last thing I bought with cash was pizza because I did not want to pay a 4% surcharge <laughs> that they recently added. And, and where, and so, and where were you when you were buying this pizza? I can ask. Um, in, in New York, in not New too York. far from our office. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you bought a slice. Yes. Okay. All right. I miss New York pizza. Sorry. That was just... That you just the minute you said that I, I had a a, a memory there, um, and then finally the best piece of advice you've ever received. It can be personal, it can be professional, but it's something that resonates for you, that you call upon when presented, you know, with that moment in time where a decision has to be made, a challenge is presented. What's the what's the great advice you've got? Wow, uh, really making me think on my feet here. So it's really hard to just boil it down to one thing, Amy, but uh, let me think of a couple of things. So one is that you have to maintain your integrity and be honest with everything that you do. Your word is, your, is gold. And that kind of plays into the quality aspect of our pillars for our internal folks. The second piece of advice is that in order to be successful yourself, you have to make others successful first because you need to establish trust, which is very important and builds on your word as well. And then a third piece is to focus on execution instead of an idea. So ideas themselves, I feel personally, are not important if you cannot execute them. And the difficulties of execution usually come from the details. So if you put the execution and the steps required first, you can quickly make decisions where whether something is feasible before investing time and resources into a particular project. 
I would say those would be the top three things that come to mind. Oh, wow. Such, such meaningful points of note, extraordinarily valuable um, uh, elements that are, are essential to applicable in personal life and in professional life. Um, Dimitri Akron, thank you so much for joining us on Transaction Trending today. It's just been a pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate it, too. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks again to Dimitri Akron for joining us on this episode of Transaction Trending. It is a new year, and you know what that means? More episodes of Transaction Trending to look forward to. So please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And by the way, registration is now open for Transact, taking place April 27th to the 30th at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Do visit www.etatransact.com to register and take advantage of early savings we're offering. And for ETA, I'm Amy Zirkel. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Transaction Trending, a podcast powered by the Electronic Transactions Association. ETA is the leading trade association for the payments industry, representing over 500 payments technology companies worldwide. This episode was produced by Laura Hubbard and Patrick Nolan. It was recorded, edited, and mixed by Patrick Nolan. For more information on the Electronic Transactions Association, visit electran.org.